Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one sort of story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Mr. Duncan. You must call me Mr. (laughs) Duncan for the rest of this podcast. I can make no promises, but I will do my absolute best. This week, we played Dream Daddy, a game developed interestingly, and I don't really know too much about this. The Game Grumps were the ones that kind of put it forward, um, but I don't know how much of a hand they had in the actual development, which is why I've also listed the writers here, Vernon Shaw and Leighton Gray. Um, The game came out on July 20th, 2017, and it is available for Switch, PS4, PC, Android, Mac, and Linux. That's right. Uh, The Switch port should be out uh, now. Today. Today. As of recording. As of recording. So when you hear this sweet, sweet melody, uh, you should be able to play it by yourself. Um, Also, I want to take a quick note for uh, the Android or mobile users there's a uh, free download for this game you can play the um the like very beginning of the game which is still like actually pretty entertaining get to know all the characters and then you get three dates essentially which is as much as it takes to get through one of the characters of the seven so if you want to play this game for free technically you could but also all the characters are good so like you can buy more yeah. dates or just buy unlimited dates for $15, which is the price of the game. So just that so you know. That is a surprising amount that you get for free. I would not have, I would have guessed up to the point where you could like go on your first real date or something like that. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty neato. So just so you know. Um, cool. Uh, I glossed over it there, but you, I had asked you about this and you said the Game Grumps, you know, relatively yeah. popular YouTube series where they play through games and, you know, do just call them what stuff. they are. Just call They're Let's Players. They're Let's Players. They're Let's Players. I, I am I not like terribly we, familiar like with the Game Grumps. Dance. I like how you dance around that. Like they are, it's um, a bad phrase. It's a bad term. YouTube. Yeah, but it's the, anyways. Um, so I don't really super know the relationship for that. I know that they, um, they're they are not the developers like they were not like you know doing the code or the writing or anything like that i think of them more as publishers if anything yes Um, aaron hansen of of gay rips does actually like do a lot of kind of like businessy things he is the boss of you know that Mm -hmm. that youtube channel and does like a tour he has a touring company for like other smaller youtubers to go through his company and like get touring dates and locations and stuff like that oh wow yeah so um (laughs) He does a lot of good, a lot of cool stuff. So I assume this is just kind of another branch of his, where he's slapping on that, uh, you know, that Game Grumps logo and uh, having other people work on it. Nothing wrong with that. Just you know, that's just probably how it is. And yeah, yeah. I think I read that he maybe had like a slight consultation role here and there during like the early stages of the game, just kind of like nudge it in well, one direction or another. But that makes sense if you're a publisher. Yeah, and so. they're all in the same kind of like office space. So I assume they, um, you know. They probably pop in, see how it's going, make suggestions. Uh, they were voices on it as well, so, like, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah. So, we're going to kind of step through this game a little bit. We're not going to uh, obviously walk through each and every one of the uh, characters here. So, we're going to give you kind of a base story premise just to kind of get you, give you an idea of what this is. First off, before I go anywhere, this is a visual novel. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to stop no, you and I'm say, sorry. hey, we should say that. that. This is a, whoops, wrong document. Hold on. Uh, oh, okay. This is a first-person shooter MMORPG, uh, very mm. Destiny-like. Mm, I like that. Rogue-like dad. Would you play a Destiny version of this game? I would play a Destiny version of this game for sure. Of course. Sure. No, sh- no dip. 
Um, so this is a visual novel. So pretty much just all reading and clicking. Uh, there is some interactions here and there for uh, dialogue options, as well as a some couple mini light games. mini games. Some yeah. light mini games. Yeah. So um, we'll talk more about that as we go along. But um, the kind of the first part of this game, you create your own dad, and you get introduced. Let's, to, uh, let's, yeah. uh, before anything else, I want to talk about this character creator, just because, you know, yeah. we're here. Let's do it. Um, you know, we're going to talk about actual story stuff. So if you want to go into this game totally unspoiled by this point, go ahead. And I guess, actually, this is a thing we should probably do more. Let's take, like, two minutes at the top and just say, like, hey, if you want to go into this game unspoiled, my general thoughts in the game, yeah. it was really, really good. And you should go out and you should play it. I think the writing is generally pretty funny and pretty sincere when it needs to be. And I think the world that it exists in is a lot of fun and very uplifting so if you are on the fence about whether or not you wanted to play this game and you're starting to listen to this episode it is it is definitely worth your time it takes about i think i spent five hours and did a vast majority of everything you could do in the game yeah um same same here i think when i walked into this game or like downloaded i'm like i looked at the time to beat and i'm like yep i'm gonna do the minimum but once I started to spend some time with the different characters and, like, the world, I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, so yes. I hope it you... It is not a throwaway too. joke or anything like that. No. No. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, good. Character creator. Very good. Yeah. So you make a dad. And also, I mean, to be honest, sorry, I keep drawing back to this, but, like, if you decide to keep listening to this, it's not like... The spoils for this are all really just with the characters. And, I mean, you could get spoiled for the very end, which I'll obviously warn you about. But, like, the first, like, hour of the game is the setup. And then you're just opened up to date characters. So it's kind of like, yeah, there's not a lot we can spoil for you. but And we're definitely not going to talk about all of those paths either. Yeah. So even if you listen to the whole episode, there will be plenty of stuff we didn't touch on at all. Okay, let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right, back in. <laughs> Record time. Build that dad. Uh, so you build a dad. Did you did you enjoy this character creator? Did you like this um, one? I kind of did. It, 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 you know, at first I was just sort of toying around with it, but I think in a game like a visual novel, mm-hmm. um, you just you see your character's image so much that it kind of influenced a lot of the way that I ended up reading the dialogue, and it influenced a lot of the way that I ended up like seeing my character essentially and i think this you know this character creator is not like it is not no. wildly in depth by any means you are picking from a small set of preset palettes but i think it's cool that you can you know create your dad and you can create him with more like feminine or masculine features and there's a whole bunch of different hair types and a whole bunch of different hair colors and skin tones and and everything like that and i think overall it, it worked pretty well for me what uh what dad bod did you choose i chose kind of a a basic you know like not big, not small, just like an average frame. Got it. Dad bod. Got it. Got it. I did the same one. I did the same one. Um, yeah. What sort of hairstyle did you go with though? Because I, I think the, that was that was a hard choice. I did the long, medium, like up to the shoulder length. That's fair. I went with a man bun, which is not a choice I would ever make in real life. Yeah. But I felt but it hey, for my character. We you know? dads. We dads. We can do what we want. Be prideful. Absolutely. Dad. Uh, Me and Francis, we went places. Yeah. Um. So I I made a character that I kind of regretted, and it was just like, <laughs> this guy looks funny, huh? And I didn't know I had to look at him for the whole game. That was kind of a mistake I made. Um. But here's one thing I do wish. I think it would have been really smart for them to not give me facial like like eyes and mouth control. 
because it would have been super smart if they could just like just select a overall like emotion for the face whenever they Mm. were saying things because i had a certain kind of face the kind of face Mm. that alex quote-unquote described as someone who just took a hit off a bong but doesn't want (laughs) anyone to know (laughs) and like when he's trying to be like sappy and like you know tell people about his feelings and stuff like that it's just not a face i want to see maybe that's just a personal issue i had but any other character i made i kind of felt like i locked in an emotion for him you know yeah that's that is totally fair i i chose a very neutral emotion kind of for that reason i didn't really know what the tone was going to be too much um but there were definitely some faces where i would not have wanted to be looking at that (laughs) when i was telling my daughter i love her yeah so (laughs) yeah yeah uh, All right, get to the meat of the bones. The whoa, what? That makes no sense. Get to the meat of the story. <laughs> yes, sir. Get that good bone meat. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to? Yeah, take it. Okay. I can't talk apparently. <laughs> okay. All right. So, with your dad created, you and your daughter Amanda, who is a seventeen-ish, seven, seventeen or eighteen, something senior in high school. She's a senior high school girl. Um who you have a, uh, I was about to say a close relationship with, which is true, but also you're her dad. Uh, But you kind of like, you're looking through pictures and like talking about the different phases she went through as a kid. And then uh, it's also revealed that you had a um, partner that was your, you know, the other parent, whether you chose it to be uh, a woman as a mom or a a male as a dad that had um, passed away. Um, mm-hmm. while Amanda was just a little one. Uh, so it yeah. left you to take care of her uh, by yourself, but you're both doing uh, seemingly pretty good uh, yeah. It also, yeah. I don't think it impacts anything, but you do get to choose whether or not um, Amanda is your biological daughter or adopted daughter. Yes, I don't think it impacts much at all. I just chose... I don't remember what it shows. It doesn't matter. Uh, so <laughs> so the, the the thing is, is that you are moving out of your old place into a new cul-de-sac in Maple Bay. So you you uh, get to move in to this, this new space. And the moment you drop, you kind of get to choose where you want to go. And when you decide where you want to go, you get to meet all of the different dads. So this is where you meet all the main characters. And then after that... It's kind of like, oh, cool, I should really make more friends. And Amanda is, you know, kind of in full support of that. And she suggests you use a pro- an app called Dadbook. So you can use Dadbook to contact other dads. And this is kind of how you do your day-to-day. And we'll talk more about your relationship with Amanda later. But as you're kind of going between these dad dates, you're also talking to your daughter about um college because she is a um photographer and wants to go to school to learn more about that art and uh you're kind of dealing with you know the impending empty nest syndrome and you know mm-hmm. all that all that jazz that comes with having a daughter go out to college and just be in having a good relationship with your daughter so that's the general game is there anything yeah. you wanted to kind of add on to that before we go over the dads uh, no, I think the, the format of using Dadbook is interesting, but I think we'll talk about that a little bit more later. I think um, we should just introduce the main characters, and then we can kind of go from there. Sure, let's um let's play Hot Potato. You take the first dad, and then you throw it back to me, and I'll just pick a different one. 
All right, sounds good. Well, let's start. Uh, let's just start from the top of this list that I wrote arbitrarily, and uh, we will start with Joseph Christensen, who is a dad that lives next door to you because they all live next door to you because you're in a cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. um, and he is a youth pastor or youth minister. I don't remember minister. specifically. He works with the youth in a religious setting. Very uh, well he, said. <laughs> he comes over. Uh, he's got a look that my initial thought was, oh, I'm not going to like that, Dad. Yeah. He's wearing, like, you know, a polo, and he's got, like, a cardigan pulled over and kind of crossed in front of him, and he's wearing khakis, and he's very preppy-looking Dad. And he sounds like um, this. He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so he, you know, I, I, I love his introduction, and I think his introduction is, like, a very good um, – I don't know, encapsulation of his character when he comes over and, like, brings you treats and invites you, you know, to hang out and wants to get to know you and everything like that. Uh, And, like, your very first introduction has to do with, like, him basically not realizing that your spouse was dead and mentioning something about your spouse and it getting uncomfortable and then you saying that four kids is way too many and him mentioning that he has four kids. And then it's just, like, really uncomfortable, so he physically leaves your house and knocks on your door again (laughs) to start over and is like, hey, my name's Joseph. I promise not to awkwardly bring up your dead spouse. Um, (laughs) And he ends up being, like, a very... um, a personable character, but his whole kind of shtick is, again, he's a youth pastor, and he is actually the only one of the dads who is married to a woman named Mary, um, and we'll probably get into a lot more of that later regarding kind of his story and, and how that all fits together. Sure. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Damien. Damien, on the other hand, is your Victorian goth dad. Uh, mm-hmm. He lives in a... Um, in the spooky castle and you actually he was in a spooky mansion a giant manor that the hoa would have a serious problem with yeah yeah and um your first introduction to him is you're basically at hot topic i love the introduction to like hot topic like they won't say the actual like phrase hot topic but the whole thing was like that place that claims to be about anti-establishment but is also the establishment (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's go there. Um, so you go there, and Damien is, like, kind of, like, complaining to the uh, store person that the, I believe it was some kind of cape or some some clothing item was not uh, to fit or the way it looked online or something like mm-hmm. that. So he storms out, and uh, you're like, who the fuck is that? Uh, but that was Damien. Uh, so you, uh, I think you catch up with him later, and he apologizes for, you know, how he was kind of rude and that he did not want you that to be, you know, the first introduction of his character. He's very obsessed with the Victorian era. And again, uh, most like, like most of these characters, you will learn, you learn more about him and, you know, you know, there's more than just like, ha, he's the goth dad. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Should we be, we should probably be talking about these characters like children just a little bit huh? hey yeah 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 yeah. that yeah. seems to make a lot of sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. joseph's yeah, got yeah, four yeah. kids okay. <laughs> joseph has four kids twins and then a younger kid no he does he have twins he's got twins yeah he's got, twins. got fucking twins man. yeah what's with this game of uh, twins we'll get into that. a lot of a lot of twins uh, i feel like joseph's kids actually like despite some of his thing being like how hectic his life is because of kids they don't really play too much of a role in there um, no not really but yeah, he definitely 
has four kids. He definitely has four kids. But and they're a handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Damien has one kid who is, like, more... I don't know how he'd take... I don't know. I don't know how I'd put it. Like, more like scene, I guess. Yeah, he's like, like a he's, scene goth mix. Yeah, sort so of. it's like Damien is, like, how, how your dad thinks goth is, and and his son is how you think goth or emo's dressed now. Uh, so I'm going to pass the dad ball back to you. All right. I will then take, uh, let's go with Matt Sella. Sella? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Mm -hmm. S-E-L-L-A. So Matt is the dad who owns the coffee shop nearby. um, Mm -hmm. And the coffee shop is fantastic because every single item in there is a pun based on a band name, whether it be like old rock or indie rock or I don't know, what have you. Um, And that's, I just love that so much. I don't want to like gush about that, but the dad puns are very good. (laughs) And this instance right here of like, puns based in different types of coffee treats or different types of coffee things is like something you actually see in real life quite a bit but i think this has done fantastically well um so that's kind of like his shtick he's very into music um and you kind of come to find out a lot more about that through the path that you you know take when you're dating him um and he has a daughter named carmencita yes that's her name yeah i think that's her name um but he has a really good relationship with her and she's just kind of like i don't know she like fits in relatively well and she's she's one of the more like standard cool daughters but we don't get a ton of time with her unfortunately i don't feel like no also he's dreamy as fuck all right. Yeah, uh, so I didn't want to say that he was the dreamiest dad, but he's very much the dreamiest dad. Yeah, yeah. Um uh I'll take Brian next. Uh Brian uh, Brian's a thick man. Uh Yes. <laughs> he's got uh, end of description. <laughs> he's got a Hawaiian shirt on, unbuttoned. Oh yeah. And he's got a big big red bushy beard and his he was the first character I met. You met him in the park, and he's got this corgi um, and a daughter named Daisy. So your first interaction with him is, like, you're introducing each other, uh, and and you're kind of, like, talking about your own daughters. And Daisy's, like, 10, I think, but she's super, super smart. And so you kind of yeah. get into this, like, mini game where it's, like, a Pokemon battle, and you're just mm-hmm. selecting, like what you want to talk about or what you want to brag about your daughter with. And like, like you use um, a photography um, award and then you say it and then like you deal damage to Brian and you just kind of like go back and forth on like, who's the better dad kind of thing. And um, I like, I like this relationship quite a bit. I think it's kind of fun, um, a fun thing to have in, and this, like, kind of selection of characters. He's kind of like your neighbor, like, your neighbor rival, where it's like, oh, man, I gotta I gotta top Brian. Uh, but yeah. he's into fishing and grilling, and mm-hmm. uh, he wants to compete with you. And he's a contractor. You. Yeah, and he's a contractor, and you want to compete with him. You gotta compete yeah. with him. <laughs> Brian is great, but Daisy is, like... Daisy's probably... She awesome. is my favorite of not your daughters. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And, you, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, so I'll move on. Next, I'll talk about Hugo Vega, who is the middle school slash high school English teacher, because I guess budget cuts are pretty bad out there, so (laughs) they just have one person doing both of it. Um, He is your daughter's teacher, um, and that's kind of his whole shtick, is he's, you know, really smart. He makes a lot of literary references. Um, Yeah, I think your first introduction to him is, not surprisingly, at school, um, talking about your daughter. Uh, he's generally just like a really smart and nice guy, but the you know the more dates you go on with him, you find out he's really like he's definitely I think the most passionate of all the dads about his interests. He's like very very into knowing a lot about different animals and um, just every day he find out that he's really into different things. Um, mm-hmm. And his son is. I hate a real his piece son's of name. <laughs> his, his son is rebellious. Let's just go with that. He's very rebellious um, and is also named, like, Ernest Hemingway Vega, and that fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, that's bad. Hugo, I, I was actually kind of on board with Hugo, and then I learned about that, and I kind of was like, I don't know if I like that very much. But That's not good. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I would not be shocked if he just goes by Ernie. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, next dad, Craig. Craig is your bruh, your bruh from high school or from college. College, yep. You got so many good college stories together. <laughs> You're always telling about how the time you did the keg stand and, like, all that cool shit. And he was a legend. He could do a horizontal keg stand. Right, right, which is just amazing. But now he's got three kids, uh, twins, of course, because twins. Mm-hmm everywhere mm-hmm. and uh and a little baby that he's pretty much constantly carrying around his uh his chest he's also like game canon like the hottest dad because everyone is constantly hitting on him essentially and he's just kind of trying to focus on uh on his daughters and fitness because he really likes fitness He's very into fitness. He owns his own business that just sells fitness clothing. Hey, clothing. you know, like, that Parks and Rec character that um, that one guy plays? I can't think of it. Yeah, Rob Lowe's character. Yeah. Um, something. Chris. Chris Traeger. Yeah, he's very Chris Traeger with that. Not as manic about it, but very into fitness. Yes. Uh, and then finally, we have Robert Small. Robert is an interesting one. He is an enigma. You first... You first meet him at a bar um, when you're watching the game, and he's wearing, like, a leather jacket, uh, and he's very gruff, drinking whiskey, and you, like, go back to, you know, you walk together because you live in the same cul-de-sac, and, you know, you've been talking for, like, an hour, and he's basically like, so you want to come in? We doing this or what? I don't kiss and tell. Um, And that's, like, the fifth or sixth line of dialogue you get from him is him propositioning you to just like go back to his place for the night mm-hmm. um and he's always telling stories about like crazy shit that's happened to him and like fights that he's been in and wars that he may have been in but nobody ever knows if any of them are true because he constantly is like ah, i'm just kidding or am i i am <laughs> but am i um <laughs> Yeah. And that's that's sort of his whole thing, and I actually genuinely think it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, he's he's got definitely one of my favorites. Um, speaking of favorites, before we kind of get into into some questions and talking about like the game 
uh, at length. Uh, you can questions. say it, Duncan. Before we get into the meat of the bones, we'll, uh, <laughs> let us rank that dad. Uh, we're this is probably only fun for you if you've played the game. If you haven't, this probably won't be fun for you. I recommend skipping to the questions, probably. But I think uh, I'll, I'll probably also with each if we rank the dad, I'll probably kind of go into why because I'm only really gonna oh, yeah. do you know only do like I think, two I think or two. so. Yeah, two is fine. Yeah. Uh, who do wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll give my... It's really hard. I want to be clear. Um, this is going to be a fun, fun joke around. It's actually kind of hard to rank a lot of these stats because they're all very good. Like, I think they are genuinely really well-written I do have characters. a question before we proceed. Yeah. Before we proceed. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I like all these dads. But is there any dad that you don't... Like, we don't have to talk about why. But is there any ones that you're like, I like them all, but here are the ones that didn't even make it close to the top? Or do you think they're all pretty great? Mm, it depends on the metric, right? Because there were dads who... So I did two dates with everybody. You know, the format you do, the, like, three dates with one person kind of ends the game. And you can do two dates with as many people as you want up until then. I did two with everybody. And there was nobody that I didn't enjoy my time with them. But there were definitely dads where I was like, I won't date that dad. I won't, I won't give the rose to them. Okay. Yes, All I right. would not give the rose to them, but I would hang out with any of them. Okay. Okay. Cool. Then go ahead and explain. Um, for who I wouldn't give the rose to? No, no. My second who, favorite yeah, dad was. You're, you're, yeah, we're doing seconds then first. Yeah. Seconds then first. The okay. second, I would probably go with Hugo Vega, and that, it's close. That is close, but I think I would make him my second favorite dad, and I think I would do that largely because he's just he's very passionate. Uh, I think his dates are incredibly fun and funny, uh, and I think that he's just like, he seems smart, he seems interested, he seems like he's really, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders, he wants people to go places, and he's like really into wrestling, Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> funny and cool, and I, I'm into that. I think I think Hugo's a good second choice, he just doesn't make the top cut. Very good, uh, very good. Um, my second pick is Robert. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. Justify yourself. He's f- that's a very aggressive way of saying that. He's fucking awesome, dude. He's okay. <laughs> I will say. I will say the initial the initial way he comes on to you with the whole like, we gonna fuck or what? Did not rub me the right way. But he's got problems. I understand that. And like, I liked all of his interactions. Like, he definitely wasn't top anywhere close for me until like there's a lot of like side kind of like side i don't want to call them side quests but like you get like contact to, like hang out as a group and stuff like that and some of the appearances that he made in those like kind of like oh man i really should i should really hang out with this guy and then i did and we just like drank a little bit ditched some lady that i don't care about what's her name again oh that's right mary joseph's wife and yeah. uh <laughs> And an important crux of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we threw rocks at shit. And then like <laughs> we snuck into a movie and like I don't know. I just want I just like the idea of like having someone that pushes you to do that kind of shit. And I feel like that's what my dad needed. You know what I mean? Like my character yeah, needed that's fair. that in that's that fair. game and like loosen up a little bit and just like he's just kind of I don't know. He's just kind of cool. And no, I, I like I get it. I do. I like his mysterious past. Uh, should I? Should we talk? Should I talk about that at all? Um, do, you, I, do, you we, don't do we want to? 
Let's not do it right now. Okay. All right. I, I think maybe I want to talk about that a little bit more when I talk about the character development. Sure, because I do think works. his second date really changed my entire outlook on that character quite a bit. And I think that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's bump over to first place dads, which I'm just going to, I'm assuming these are the dads that we chose as like our, pri- I, I, you know, I got that two endings, but I consider one like the real ending because, yeah. oh, this is the one I chose. And then I wanted to see other endings. I'm assuming yeah. this is the same, but I don't know if that's the same for you. Yeah, uh, kind um, of. So my number one dad was Matt, um, mm-hmm. the coffee shop dad, because he is, A, as Duncan said, I think by a, by a pretty wide margin, the dreamiest of all the dads. Um, he also has the best puns, which I'm very into, um, but he's also, like, he's really sweet, uh, and he's, like, very into music, and he's very much, like, he, I, I think, has a little bit of what you were talking about with Robert, where, like, he'll push you to do things that you weren't comfortable with, but whereas yeah. Robert, I feel like, and it's demonstrated in the game is very much like get in loser i don't care i'm gonna make you do this i feel like matt's much more like hey here's this cool thing come on like i'll hold your hand through it we'll get through it it'll be like yeah a lot of fun and you'll end up loving it uh and, and i think the way that his story develops is not like groundbreaking in any way but i do think it's really good and sweet and also i think you get the best moments of the game with matt mm-hmm. um i think specifically his final date was fantastic uh, and I, I just really liked him. I think he was a, he was a very good and fun character to spend time with. Well, this fucking, this guy, he claimed Matt, dude. He messaged me, he said, Matt's did. the best. And I said, ah, now I can't pick him. Cause like, I didn't I say Matt's to- the best. I said, in this household, we stand Matt. <laughs> and that's true because my roommate walked in and I said, you've never played this game. Which of these dads would you choose? And he said, well, you'd probably date that one, but that's the real winner. And he pointed right at Matt. And I knew that this was a Matt <laughs> household. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. But I decided that I would let you do that. And cause I kind of wanted to see what all the game had to offer between us. So, and I was pleasantly surprised. Brian is my f- top daddy. Really? Give me that thick boy. <laughs> you and I have <laughs> such wildly different lists because Brian is probably my bottom place daddy. Oh, man. See, I still like Brian. I still like you Brian. Gotta, you got to get into his character, though. So I will say, I will say the number one spot did go in between Damien and Brian. I'll say that, which is another shock for me. I didn't know this. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about a disqualifier. Okay. Joseph was ranked up to be my top dad. He was mm-hmm. fun. I love Margarita Zone. It was amazing. <laughs> However, his ending was so unsatisfying and left such a bad taste in my mouth. And I'll talk about it later, of course, but I can't stand for it. So Brian, with his sweet, big arms, took me into his arms. We got stuck on a carnival ride. I'll just say it. I don't care about spoilers. I'm passionate about this. We got stuck (laughs) on a carnival ride. We hashed out our differences. We figured out that the reason that we didn't... We were rivaling, we were butting heads at each other. This is because we admired each other so goddamn much because we're both so fucking cool and awesome. <laughs> and then we kissed. Oh, this is God. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I just like, okay, sorry, for real though. I just really like this whole, like, kind of um, arc of, like, your rivals and, like, your daughter the entire time is like, are you stupid? Are you not seeing that he just is like a really genuinely cool, nice guy? And you're just like, I'm going to get that lawnmower because you got all these bets about lawn care shit. And like, I just love how stupidly like um, 
um, unknowing your character is of like what is actually going on and then you realize it kind of in the third act it's great okay yeah that's fair that's fair uh, brian brian and craig fall into the same category for me which is i think both of them are great and i would love to keep hanging out with them but i didn't feel on the actual like dates he went on i didn't feel any sort of like a romantic connection there i didn't feel like my dad and those dads would actually end up getting together at all whereas i felt that with all of the other dads with brian i thought it was gonna end up like like um <laughs> I don't know if this term I'm not trying to like be funny. I'm legitimately like saying something as like you know when like in media and stuff like that when people just dislike each other so much and then they just like they just get it on. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like that. It ended up being a lot more sweet, but I kind of wanted that. I kind of wanted that like like anger passion. <laughs> between these two characters. I appreciate that it was not, you know, it didn't resolve in, like, hate-fucking, because that's not really... (laughs) It's not hate-fucking! It's not hate-fucking! It's... uh, Whatever. I don't care. I mean, no, a lot of media does that, and, you know, they're like, oh, hate and love are so closely related, they're both so passionate, oh, you can flip so quickly from one to the other, like, that's a pretty common trope in media. But I I was much... I was very satisfied with the ending. Alright, with that out of place, let's get right into the questions here it's question time it. this is for all you people who are really bored about us talking about what dad we'd like to date uh this is where you can come back in for the real content you can start listening again <laughs> um so this game is formatted in such a way where once the game opens up to you and you've at least talked to all the characters you can then choose which one you want to go on a date with you get three dates you get the dad I like how I said that like I was a carnival barker. <laughs> get three terrible. dates. Get three dates and you get the dad. You get to take the dad home. Um, but you also you also don't, to be fair, because every dad does have two endings. Like one where you true. end up with them and one where you don't. For yeah. the most part, that's kind of how they break down. Yeah. Uh, Joseph's are a little different. I think Robert might have like three or four different endings. But Brian's is very interesting. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So what do you think about this format about like, kind of having an open word or like openness to who you want to hang out with and also being able to end the game in like near minutes <laughs> if you wanted to uh, if you wanted to which you shouldn't because all of the scenes are great and the interstitial scenes with your daughter are the best um so i i will say i actually took a total 180 on this because when i initially started and this happens a lot i i, well, I guess i shouldn't say it happens a lot because i literally don't know if it happens a lot but i feel like this would happen a lot with me in visual novels which is like constantly being forced who to spend time with but also not having a clear indicator of like oh like i don't want to spend too long with this one person because i don't want to end up with them but i'm interested in how the story goes and that's kind of the feeling i was getting with this at first which is like okay i've got these clear representations of how many dates i've been on but i don't really want to like you know not end up with anybody and see someone's story to completion so maybe i should do i don't know what i should do um but then actually when i was doing something else you had texted me and said hey just so you know here's the format of the game i looked it up you can do as many dates as you want until you do three dates with any dad um and that really made me appreciate this um because i don't think it takes away from the quality of the writing at all to not have like the dates be narratively driven and included but i do think that having all that information clearly presented to you where you can just go oh cool i can do 
two dates with all of these people, and even before you go on the third date, it gives you a little pop-up that says, like, hey, this is going to end the game, basically. Um, and I think that format really worked for me because it just made me a lot less anxious about going on dates with different characters. Yeah, for sure. I I 100% agree with that. And I think it actually benefits the writing because it's like, it's like you're, I mean, it happens with like friends of any kind when you move into like a new area or like you start a new job or anything like that. Even if it's non-romantic, it's like, let me get a taste of all these people. Let me get a quick sample. Let me ask if they want to hang out, see if I really like them and, you know, kind of move on. Because when you're just like hanging out with someone, it's not like you're locked out of other people usually. I should say usually. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, once you go on that third date, the game ends because, you know, the game's got to end. But I also do mm-hmm. like that there are some scenes that are um, that are linked to each other based on how many dates you went on with this person or that person. And they're really small stuff, like super small. Like, for example, if you go on two dates with Robert, before you go on your third date with Joseph, he will warn you about, like, Joseph in general. And it's like, that's cool stuff like i like that kind of like it's not a big deal or like anything that's going to like majorly turn your ending but it's just little stuff like that that can happen um that can change the game and so i really like that you could kind of uh quote unquote window shop it sounds gross when we're talking about dating <laughs> it sounds terrible but, but it's exactly what it is yeah it's it's a lot exactly what it is and um kind of i mean it's more of a test drive than a window shop to be fair Sure, that sounds better. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that better? Is that better? <laughs> I think so. Uh, so, so yeah, and I mean, the whole ending early thing, I'm always an advocate for games either being shorter or, like, you're having the ability to be shorter for the sake of story or interest. So I totally. give that an A+. plus. Cool. Uh, I think one thing that you mentioned there um, I, I think is cool, but I also think it's something of a double-edged sword, which is, you know, you talked about how you know, the order of dates and the the dates you go on can impact things, like Robert warning you about Joseph. But by that same, um, like, sort of theory, by that, by that same sort of design philosophy, if it doesn't work and it doesn't always work, it really does kind of break the immersion a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. especially on some of those interstitial scenes, it'd be like, oh, well, I went on a date with this person already and met their, like, children, and then in this next interstitial scene, I'm being introduced to their children, and yeah. my character's asking, acting, acting as if he does not really know them, and that was kind of the, the other you know side why of that he's story. Doing that. Like, hey, you know why, why he's is doing he doing that? that? He's still window shopping. He doesn't want anyone else to know that you've uh, been knowing okay. him. So, you okay. know, yeah, you get it now. You get it. So yeah. he's putting on airs for the children. I get it. Oh, no, no. I get not... <laughs> no. No, no, because it's always with more than one person. So it's like if you're yeah. hanging out with Joseph and Hugo, you know, you don't want Hugo to know that you've been talking to Joseph. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I get what you're getting at. I do. I do. Um, oh, so my you God. About... Alex. What? I have to slap your hand. Never make text yellow again. That's disgusting. <laughs> We have to have a shared Google Doc, and he just turned this question we just did yellow. That's okay. Gross. I'm turning it blue. Is that better? It's blue now. All right, that I looks just selected. So much okay, that's basically black. I'm turning it pink. Okay. I didn't select that's it. That's fine. Anyway, that's fine. yellow um, is just the worst color. Okay, I thought it would be. Look, <laughs> I just selected the first color. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You whatever, man. Whatever. How did you feel about um, 
Because it's kind of a general complaint I saw a little bit online because I've, I've looked up a few people's thoughts on the game. Um, some people didn't think the three dates was really enough to get a like a good amount of characterization in there, especially because some of the dates can be really short and a lot of them revolve around like, you know, wacky scenarios or interacting with family as well as the other person. So did you feel like any of the, the chains or the chains in general felt too long or too short or anything like that? Um, in short, no. In long, I can see what people were saying that, but I think they're misunderstanding, like, the length of the intended relationship. Like, what I like about this game is it doesn't jump too far to something. Some of the characters jump too far to, like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I don't want to yuck anyone's yums there, as as we've said before. Or other people said before, but like, okay, so like, <laughs> anyways, so in short, I, what I'm trying to say is like, uh, at least at all endings, I never felt like they're like, I love you kind of thing. It's like, hey, like, that was a really, uh, you know, like, romantic time we had, or like, I have feelings for you kind of thing. And then they decide to like, you know, hang out more later. So it always kind of feels like the spark that you're creating with someone. And then like, from that point, you could kind of either you know, in my head at least, like, create your own headcanon kind of thing, or, like, you know, kind of go from there. Like, that's the idea of it, in my opinion. And, like, I don't think you're meant to just be like, okay, seven people. Uh, I pick uh, I pick Robert, and then you just beeline yeah. through Robert's story, and then when it's over, you go, oh, that's it? I think you're not meant <laughs> to do that. Like, I, I mean, I'm not telling, saying how you should be playing the game, but, like, I just think there's plenty of visual novel content in here and i think the creator's intention was hey look at all these characters that will kind of either um that will kind of subverse your expectation in some way shape or form and make you kind of um not romantically fall in love with them but like fall in love with their character um or in with it romantically if you want to I don't know. Hey, you. man, look, people's got a lot of stuff going on. It's fine. You fall in love with the visual novel character. Yeah, everyone that loves happens. Monica. Um, yeah. Ugh. Why um, wasn't Monica in this one? Why how wasn't come, Monica the secret option to date? How come I didn't walk in the room and Joseph was hanging himself? Uh, All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. right. Um, yeah, so I think it, it that was a Doki Doki Literature Club mod. I'm sorry. And Doki Doki Literature Club spoilers. Also, so. also, um, I will say before I move on to the next point, the character voice work uh, when we're talking about quality, not as great all the time. Uh, I think the voice that the Grumps did or the people in the office, like Brian's voice was uh, Barry Kramer did a really good job. Joseph was Aaron Hansen and Robert was Dan Avedon. And like they all did great, but some of the other characters like Damien or Hugo had just like weird recording errors, like uh, like bad quality recordings. Yeah. And I don't know why, like I really don't know why they couldn't like buy them a better mic or like get someone I, internal. It's super strange. I don't know why. It is very bizarre. Uh, let's, let's talk about the voice work because I actually do think that's kind of an important thing. Yeah. Voice work and then production value in general. Um, because that, that voice work is, didn't bother me much at the beginning. Like, again, I think some of them do a pretty good job, and it's pretty common for um, visual novels or voice work-like games to just add in, like, grunts or add in, like, you know, single-word things just to kind of, like, give a little bit more to the character without actually, you know, voicing actual lines of dialogue. Um, 
but again, like that is part of the reason that I was not interested in as like a final date pursuing Damien or um, Hugo. Not a big reason, but it was a small part of the reason. It's like that voice work is really harsh on my ears. Like that, yeah. it almost clips in a way that, like, trust me, I know a thing or two about clipping during <laughs> recordings, and it's fucking hard. You can't fix that shit. It's just bad. Talk to yeah. Duncan. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, oh, I do just think. Clipped. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's kidding. Um, I'm the, not. The but... character, the voice work wasn't phenomenal, um, and I think overall the production value it did have. Um, it had some issues. It had issues with, uh, like for instance, if you you know you click to speed through the rest of the dialogue and bring it all, and when your dad is typing a message out on Dad Book, if you click, it just like freezes the message at the end of the text bar but you still get the sound of him typing and that was just like a consistent thing by no means is that a big deal at all did it take me out of the game no did it like annoy me to the point where i couldn't enjoy it no it's a small game made by a very small number of people like it's not a big deal but it was a thing that i noticed um and i think like your like when your character talks their image pops up in the bottom left of the screen briefly you know to deliver their line of dialogue and then leaves when their line of dialogue is over and I noticed a lot of times where that image would just, like, really quick pop onto the screen and then slide off again very quickly. Almost like the default state for every line of dialogue was having all of those objects on screen. And then when you, like, it started, it would figure out who is supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, that's a total shot in the dark. I have no fucking idea if that's how it works. Um, and the reason I highlight that is not to be like, hey, look at this shitty game that they didn't spend enough time making. Because if you think that way, fuck you. Um, <laughs> mostly, it's to say that... I. It stuck out because I think the quality of the writing and, like, the tone and the characterization is so strong in this yeah. game yeah. that, like, it, it felt inconsistent between the two to be like, oh, wow, this game definitely, like, it's a smaller budget game, I can tell. But also, I can tell that, like, they got some really good fucking writers on this shit and they have, like a very strong sense of what they wanted to do. Um, and I think the fact that that stuck out only because it was contrasted with something that I think is generally pretty high quality. Um, it, it was interesting, and it's something that I realized after the fact. It's not something I realized when I was playing the game that this is why I'm noticing it, but then thinking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, because like, I've seen that in other games, and it just doesn't bug me if it's all like consistently not high quality. Right. Um, yeah, and it's I, like, it's, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, you're definitely right where it's like, like when I heard like Hugo's or Damien's voice lines, I went, wait, am I is this me? Is this on my end? Cause it seems so weird and inconsistent. Cause the art for the characters I think is pretty great. And like, I love the art. It's very good. And, um, and like the writing's so great. And like the backgrounds are great. It's like, why is this voice work so weird? But I, I don't know what's going on there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it too much, but also yeah. I, I, my only other thing to complain, like kind of like be like, Hey, this is something that was a little bit, uh, concerning for me not really concerning but a problem for me is how often the characters did their emote thing uh yeah and it was got just like really overwhelming and it felt kind of fake and like anno it's more annoying really it's like you'll just for example robert for some reason i don't know why but he constant his voice clips constantly play i think it's because the voice clip is triggered by an emotion change and he's always kind of like flip flopping stuff. So he is someone who just goes, ah, uh, mm, uh. and he doesn't really have any variance in that. 
And yeah. so it's just constant grunting. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I get it. I don't want to hear it anymore, though. Like, <laughs> and I get it. We could have disabled the voices. But sometimes they do weird little custom ones. Like, towards the end, Amanda just put finger guns out and went, pew, 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 pew. And I'm like, what? I've never heard that one. And I love it so much. Why are you not doing that all the time? <laughs> but anyways. Oh, Lord. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it was interesting. I again, and I want to preface this by saying like I do not have an extensive background with visual novels. Maybe that is an issue that would bother me in a lot of visual novels. Maybe not. I can only really speak to this game and also Doki Doki Literature Club, and that wasn't a thing then. So, uh, yeah, let's let's move on from talking about production stuff, and I want to talk a little bit more about just generally the writing and the characterization. Uh, do you want do you want to talk about how? I don't know, like one or two of the final arcs actually played out. Yeah, yeah. Just because I think that gives a really strong feeling for the game. And God. specifically, I definitely want to talk about Joseph's because I think we need mm. to. Have you? Did you play Joseph's? I did. I did Matt's and Joseph's. Fuck, man. That was the one I was disappointed by. Not because, like, not because we didn't end up, like, you know, together. It was just more like. I didn't want the okay. I should fill in things. Put it in, I've put just it been, in context. I've yeah. been itching to talk about this. I'm very sorry, no, folks. No, totally. Um, so, th- so first, second date. Joseph's obviously married um, to his wife Mary, who is kind of terrible when you first meet her. Uh, she is. She comes off terribly initially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, you meet her at the bar, and she kind of like hits on you. And then you learn that she just kind of hits on everybody later, but she doesn't actually do anything. She just kind of likes to be uh, a bit of a flirt and a bother to younger guys um, because, mm. um, well, we'll get into that too, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> Joseph kind of comes off as this kind of cool sleuth uh, youth pastor minister, and um, you have this like, uh, youth dance and you're helping him at the youth dance and then once you kind of help him fix a sign that says Jesus is coming as in come as in semen to <laughs> whatever you change it to he's like which one of your options to change the sign <laughs> is to change it from Jesus is coming to Jesus isn't coming <laughs> <laughs> which is just a very good fix it's very funny um and so you go down to, like, a, co- a, co- a couple dark hallways, and he's like, I want to show you something. Uh, you know, we talked about these kind of, like, island dreams that we kind of both have, of like, sipping fruity drinks and being on the beach. Well, I know we can't have fully that, but here's the Margarita Zone. Because, you know, Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett. Haha, dads, mm-hmm. what dad's like. Um, and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually kind of sweet, though, because it's like, um, he's like, I know we can't actually be there, but this is the next best thing. And he's kind of like distraught about it, but your character's like, Hey, um, I think you got to find like the Margarita zones in every part of life. Like, even if it's not living in Margaritaville, like you can be in Margarita zone and just like not worry about your kids. And, you know, but even when you're in, or, you know, your life and your, you know, all the shit that's going on, but like, even when, uh, like, if you were to even be in Margaritaville, like, it's not like those kind of, like, worries and stuff like that and stresses completely go away. And it's kind of this, like, nice sentiment, I think, that works well with Joseph's character. Um, and then, th- 
third date comes around, he has a big surprise so, for you. Hold, yeah, hold go on. ahead. Sorry. So this is interesting because I actually didn't get that scene. Really? Um, because I fucked up at the dance and did a bunch of bad dance moves and none of the kids liked it. And then it was just kind of like, oh, you don't have to stick around for this. It's 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 terrible. You can go home. Um, Fascinating. And then my character went home and actually went to a bar and ran into Mary at the bar. Huh. And then she and you, you can choose to interact with her. And if you do, she's like a little bit drunk and, you know, you can have a little bit of dialogue where she, you know, kind of not doesn't threaten you, but she accuses you of flirting and trying to get it on with Joseph and then says something to the effect of like, I'm just surprised you're not usually his type. Yeah, I got um, that scene too after okay, cool. the margarita zone. But yeah, that's interesting that you didn't get the margarita zone. Yeah, I think most of the second dates can end early because I think mine with Craig also ended early. Mm. But okay, um, I was a, I was a little dirty cheater. If I didn't get the, <laughs> if I got the black smoke, I just loaded the game. You fucking <laughs> <laughs> only only on the characters that I really wanted to get a good ending with. Okay, so to context for that, if yes. you are asked a question and you give a question that is you know pleasing to whoever you're with they kind of do a little hop and you get a bunch of like flowers and petals flying out of them and if they do something they don't like then they just kind of sulk in a bunch of black smoke they emit, out of them. and that can <laughs> they've been an eldritchian the they've been an eldritch <laughs> black smoke and then you hear one of the most dissatisfying sounds in all of gaming <laughs> history it's like sometimes you choose the wrong dance move duncan it happens yeah well i chose all the right dance moves uh, uh whatever good for you I only cheated on the ones I really wanted to get that, to work. It's fine. Hey, it's fine. Third day. Speaking third of day. kind of cheating. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, kind of? Yeah. Well, okay. Joseph um, Joseph has a big special surprise for you. You are going on a yacht. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like you're excited. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I didn't know that I could join you on that yacht journey. Sorry. Try it again. We're going on a yacht! Woo! Boat party! Boat party! But it's only with you and Matt. Wink. Mm, uh, you mean Joseph? Joseph. Whoops. I was daydreaming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so um, you go on this boat with Joseph in the middle of the ocean, and uh, your character's like, oh, fuck. He's so attractive, but like... I he's married and you're like kind of struggling with that. And this is the point where I'm like, okay, I'll be able to pick to be a piece of shit or, you know, like get it on with Joseph. You're both kind of, uh, Oh, it's important to note that the boat, the yacht ran out of gas. Mm hmm. Get stranded on the open ocean. And you got a radio, but the coast guard is like, <laughs> which is kind of funny. No, there. this was this was fucking great. You and Joseph yeah, are having ahead. a heart to heart about your feelings, yeah. and Joseph kind of admits like, "Hey, things with Mary are pretty much over," and like, you you know, it things are getting very tense. You're getting close to each other, and you've been radioing for help, but nobody's been responding. Uh, and then the Coast Guard like basically responds at some point, and then you're like, "Oh, you know," saying this, and they're like, "Oh no, it's fine. You guys." You guys continue, and you're like, "What are you talking about? Like, weren't you weren't you guys about to kiss?" Yeah. And it's revealed that like your character has been leaning on the talk button the whole time, and the coast right. guard just managed to pick up as you were having this heart to heart, and then they refuse to come get you for like until tomorrow because they're like, "No, no, it sounds like you guys have got some stuff to get up to. No, you got some stuff to work through. We'll get we'll get you tomorrow." Yeah, that's that's really great. I sorry, I kind of breezed past that trying to get to the 
the crux no, is. I, I, just, I wanted to mention it because I love it. And then um, after that scene, you're like, well, we got the fucking up the rest of the night. And then you bone a zone, apparently, on his bed. He throws you on the bed mm-hmm. aggressively. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. And then yeah. you wake up next to him. The Coast Guard should be coming soon. And uh, they take you back. And um, so I want to talk about, like, the... So this is kind of like the ending to all of them. I don't know what the apparently is a bad Amanda ending for your daughter, but I don't know what that is because I yeah didn't fuck get that it. that'll never happen. Yeah, no, never in a million years. Uh, and so you you got a surprise for your daughter. You gave her a box set of this this TV show that you always watch, which is like Ice Truckers, Paranormal Hunters, like some kind of like parody yeah uh, History Channel show. And then you go out into the backyard, and all the dads, the characters are all there and are like surprise, like you know, happy graduation party, and you have a touching moment. And um, your daughter gives you has a surprise for you, and it's a picture of um, of both of you uh, yeah. together. Ooh. We haven't talked about Amanda a lot, and I know we're in the middle of the Joseph thing, but I do just want to say she also has another surprise where she is just like, hey, I'm going to be candid about my feelings and tell you that, like, you're a great dad and growing up would have been really hard without you and talks mm-hmm. about how much she, like, loves you and how much you meant to her. And, like, I was tearing up a little bit at that speech from her. Yeah. Like, the relationship between you and your daughter is so pure and so perfect, and Amanda is the absolute best character by a fucking country mile and I, I loved the ending of this game a lot, but also because I didn't start with the Joseph ending, which is, like, a little bit more of a downer. Yeah, I guess who started with the Joseph ending? Huh? Yeah, that kind of takes the wind out of the sails a little <laughs> um, bit. So, yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't done any dad jokes this time. Uh, so, you kind of, and at the end of this this uh, graduation party scene, you get a kind of, like, a private scene with that character on, like, a bench. At least that's been all my experiences. Mm-hmm. And he's Thank like... You. Hey, um, I want to try and make it work with my wife. And I know that if you get the bad ending, he's like, and also, you want to keep fucking? (laughs) Yeah, that's what (laughs) I got. (laughs) Yeah, and and the good ending, he's like, I'm going to keep, you know, trying to make things work with my wife. But, like, we're cool to remain friends if you're cool. And, like, Margarita Zone is really nice, and I think we need that sometimes. And your character is like, oh, okay. And then the game pretty much just ends. Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird. Um, I think – so I, I want to let – let me actually backtrack on that. I don't think it's a little bit weird no, that this not. Christian man is trying to save the relationship with his wife because he sees himself as a pillar of the community. Um, and wants to stay together, like, for them and for the kids and everything. Like, I totally understand that that character and his rationale for all of that. And I think that's, I think it's handled relatively well. Um, I think the whole, Joseph is such an interesting character because his whole storyline I found engaging and I loved spending time with him and it seems like they the game is built so that you feel a real connection with that character, but he's also the only one where I just felt a little bit uncomfortable the further I went in that storyline, because yeah. at some point it is like, I'm actively engaging in breaking up a marriage. Like, it's clearly a marriage where both parties aren't fully satisfied with it, or maybe satisfied with it at all, but, like, I think the game does a good job, and I think the game is intentionally built in such a way that you feel uncomfortable if you pursue Joseph, and you're like, this is... 
I really want this to be the thing that I want it to be, yeah. but it's not. I kind of, it's, it's well I was kind of, pe- I was kind of like, I don't know. I kind of felt uh, with a sour taste in my mouth that like, and it wasn't the fact that it didn't work. That wasn't what upset me. I guess it kind of just felt like they were driving away from a really, really like stereotypical, um, um, kind of like character arc for Joseph where it's like he is a man of faith and also like he he can't like he has to stay with his wife and things like that and like mm. and it wasn't I don't think he really struggled with his sexuality as much but like it almost kind of felt like that was not like a metaphor but like that was also kind of what was going on was like he couldn't accept that this is what he wanted all along kind of thing. And maybe it's not what he wanted because um, if you go full deep in with Joseph and Robert, uh, like, like I did um, uh, in either scene, I don't remember which one Robert will tell you that him and Joseph had some sort of history, um, which is Mm -hmm. really interesting for that. Um, But yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't know. It's um, yeah. I mean, that that history is revealed you know, and at least it was for me. I don't know if that context can change, but Joseph reveals on that third date, like, oh yeah, did Robert proposition you the first time you met him? And it's like, yeah, and I didn't sleep with him. And Joseph's like, oh, I did. Like, yeah, it was a one and done thing, but I did sleep with him. And I think that is part of the reason why um, it just feels all of those nas- interactions fall into place. It just feels nasty for a character who I think his like his um. Uh, I'm trying to think of the phrase. It's not cliches. It's um, tropes. Like his, his possible tropes, like kind of were already played when I was really hoping they wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I I do understand where you're coming from a little bit there, especially in how much of the rest of this game kind of relishes in like the I don't know idyllic nature of this like completely fictional place where nobody ever has like real problems to deal with between each other. And like, I I think it does feel a little out of place. And I do think it is kind of a little bit tropey of like the religious man who can't get past his like religious base to, I don't want to say become openly gay because I kind of get the impression that everyone in this game is openly gay. And like, they just live in a very nice place where there's not shitheads who have problems with that. Yeah. Um, it did feel a little tropey, but I also think it, it sort of made sense for his character. I don't know. It did, and it did. I, he's kind of, I don't know. Like, I think the the end the end of that is, like, you kind of fell for the snake. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of a fucking snake, and you fell for it in a way. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's, yeah. it's just kind of like, I, I see him as the antagonist of any character in this game. You, I think you walk in thinking Mary's the antagonist and it's actually Joseph. And, like, that's kind of a cool twist. And, like, that's what I will say about it. Yes. It's just, if I think about Joseph's character, I don't think his... I think his religion plays into it a little bit. But I think they could have done the same thing that was interesting about it without him being a youth pastor or minister. Yeah, I, just, I think the youth pastor thing was... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't. I wanna... think we could talk. We. I think we could dance. Not dance around it, but talk about it for a long time. Yes. However, I think it, yeah. It's ahead. also. It's just different. I think because that was like for me. It was like, oh, hey, here's this 
side story. This is not the the person that I chose to try and pursue. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we're probably viewing it in slightly different lights. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I know a lot of people do have issues with his character um, and that particular arc, and a lot of people did feel gypped, and a lot of people felt like they didn't do as good a job with his ending of the story. I think generally it was good, but I also understand coming from a place of being like, oh, well, this wasn't what I wanted, and this kind of sucks, even if there was kind of the intent to be like, hey, this isn't going to be a happy ending. Yeah, this will never work kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, so... uh the one other thing I want to quickly go over is like, and I'm so God bless. They didn't do this crazy, crazy stuff here. Um, there was people dug into the game files and this is kind of my general understanding of this mm-hmm. whole thing is they dug into the game files and they found assets and like some script for this like cult ending um, where Joseph like ends up essentially after the boat, like you, uh, I guess it's after you get, like, saved or something like that, and you're kind of, like, in this dungeon, and Joseph's in, like, a um, in a priest's outfit, and he's essentially a cult leader that his whole thing is that he wants to fuck all the dads to make them, like, I don't, I don't really know what the whole thing is. I didn't. I didn't read into the script something about also wanting to kill everyone's wives. Yeah, okay, he he it's, it's okay, that thing. was it. He wanted to kill all, he he killed all of the um the dad's like significant others so he could have them all move to this cul-de-sac so he could sleep with them all and then he was going to kill them all. And yeah, then Mary kills him and it's just like it's so wild and stupid and I know what they were trying to do. It's like I think they were trying to be like they were looking at popular um uh, visual novels then it's like oh everyone wants these like twists like what he was the, yeah, the I, and I think they pivoted off that and I don't know why they left it in the game so uh, yeah it is important to note that that is like that is not a terribly uncommon trope in visual novels to have like one super bad ending where people get murdered or things just go like horrifically wrong um, I, I know that's like that's an Hotiful Boyfriend. I think there's, like, a really shitty ending in Kadua Shoju. Like, that's, that is not uncommon. Um, one of the, I guess, theories, because I don't think they've come out and confirmed one way or the other with this, is, like, it was never actually intended to be in the game. It was intended to be, like, a Halloween DLC special release thing. Yeah. That just never got actually released, but got stuck in the game. And, like, I don't... It's not canon. Like, it's not in the game. Um, and I know... I'll, this has kind of caused a lot of controversy. I know there's like some discourse around this around like between people being like, Oh, they should have just put it in the game. They're like, they're just scared too. Cause they don't want to piss people off, but it's really cool and fun. And other people saying that it ruins the tone of the game or that it, you know, it completely turns Joseph into like a shitty stereotype. Um, I think it's generally the last two, like I think it turns him into a shitty stereotype and I don't think it'd actually be that fun. I'm so happy they didn't put it in the game. Yeah. I I think I would potentially feel that way if it was, like, actually in the game and something that was, like, easily accessible. But I think the fact that it's just, like, in the source code somewhere, like, there's a million reasons why it could have been in there. There's a million, like, jokes or Halloween DLCs or things that it could have been, so it doesn't bother me. I think the game is better served by it not existing. Yes. Um, But, yeah, it's... It's a weird thing to talk about because it's not part of the source material. And that, that's, like, the weird fucking thing with games compared to, like, movies and TV shows is there's these remnants of ideas that never came to fruition that people then try to 
turn canon in their head because they rolled a mind source code and shit. And it's just, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I want to contrast that really quickly. Um, and then I want to move on from these just by explaining the ending for Matt. I don't know. Did you do Matt's ending? No, I did not. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking perfect. And I have to talk about it for one very specific reason. Um, and Matt's whole story is about like him, you know, you and him get together, you know, or hang out. Um, he reveals that his wife died some years ago and her dream was to own a coffee shop, which is why he opened the coffee shop. And also that they used to play in kind of like a two piece band pretty frequently, but he hasn't played music since then. Um, in the second date, if you, you know, if it goes well, he'll end up playing piano for you. And it's a really nice and sweet scene. Um, but you not revealed that he hasn't played music since she died until later. But the third date takes place at an open mic night at the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of go there, and it's revealed that the final closing band is going to be one of the bands you heard um, on your first date who opened for a show that you went to. (laughs) And basically all they do is, like, ridiculous over-the-top stuff. Like, in every one of their shows, they just, like, beat shit up and set stuff on fire. But not, like, because their music's so rowdy, they just do that, like, in place of music. And, that like, one of their lead singers always breaks his ankle every show. And, like, that's just part of their shtick. And it's way over the top. Um, and Matt basically says, like, fuck no, they're not playing. Like, we need to figure out somebody else. Um, and, you know, you can propose, like, oh, you should play, and he won't do it. Um, so what you do is you immediately volunteer yourself to play as a one-piece band reviving the ska band that you had back oh in your younger days in God. high school, the Ska Munist Manifesto, which is a great name, and ska music is, like, a big part of your character's past, and it's so fucking good, and I love it so much. Um, and so the entire date just revolves around, like, you getting on a piano and just like the mini game comes up where you're like trying to play piano, but there's no like notes to follow and there's no precision. You're just like hitting fucking keys and it sounds miserable as like very (laughs) horribly stereotypical ska music lyrics play over the front of it. And it's so fucking good. Um, And then at the last minute he like jumps on stage and pulls out a guitar and starts like, you know, kind of playing general chords and singing along and you end up like making it through the song and it's like really sweet. And then he starts, you know, playing more music again. Um, and it's, it's just like a very good and sweet thing. And then you just like hang out afterwards in a coffee shop and talk about like his past and how he's, you know, has never felt comfortable with anyone since his wife died um, and realized that he'd been like running from that until he found you. And then you like kiss and go back to his place. And it's just like a very, incredibly sweet and perfect like rom-com ass ending and it's so good and it contrasts so hard to joseph's ending i love it so much yeah that's definitely how i felt because i did joseph's ending and i went no i need someone safe (laughs) and then i ran to brian as fast as i could (laughs) because i knew that man wouldn't screw me over but you can actually die in his third date Wait, really? Yeah. So, um, like I said, when I was in my drunken, uh, passionate rant, uh, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Um, you can go on a carnival ride with him. And I believe, it's not confirmed, but I think um, your daughter and his daughter uh, make the carnival be stuck. Because he says that, like someone, you know, like a raccoon took the key card or something like that that makes the machine <laughs> go. But the entire time, the two daughters are kind of getting you to make up. Uh, which is kind of fun. But um, so y- he's kind of like you're kind of hashing things out a little bit and you have an option that's 
be an asshole instead of like <laughs> apologize or like say something nice about him. And if you're an asshole, he's like, are you serious, man? And then you can be like, yeah, I'm fucking serious. And you can like throw a punch. And then if you throw a punch, you go off balance and you fall off of the carnival and you die or the, the Ferris wheel and you die. And it's like, that's wow. so crazy. And wow. it's like, it's got this like dramatic thing where it's like, like you, you're fading and you wonder who's going to take care of your daughter. And it's like, it better not be Brian, that fucking asshole. <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> just, just like a funny, like a really fun kind of way uh, to, to oh. end his arc. I did not know that. I was just, I got the good Brian ending and I'm like, I wonder what the bad one is. And that is considered the bad ending for him. Uh, it's impossible otherwise to get a bad Brian ending. Uh, That's very, very yeah. good. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw that in the ring. And also, um, Robert has a secret daughter. I did know about that, yeah. There's a lot of these endings are really cool, and they bring things together. You know, I haven't seen Robert's. I haven't seen, I haven't seen most of them. Um, yeah. Uh, I know about I've, Damien's... Um, Roberts, Brian's, and Joseph's. That's it. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I will probably go back and play them. The game smartly auto saves a bunch, but doesn't auto save to the point where you won't still have one from right before you made that choice because it would be miserable if it did do that. Yep. Um, so you can just go through and play them all again. Um, yeah, I think I think we should move on from talking about the dates. They're very good. I loved all of them, but we've been talking for longer than i expected to already so there's other things i want to talk about because we need to talk about amanda because she's perfect and i love her um and her arc is like i think the way this game is structured is really smart i guess i'll I'll phrase it that way that it doesn't have a driving narrative like a lot of other you know dating sim type games do where it's like oh you're going to school every day and you're like moving towards this big event or oh you're going to work or whatever because you don't have a job in this game your dad just doesn't work um uh but they balance or they like shift that so that the function that like keeps things moving forward the way that like you're sure the world is still progressing is like your relationship with your daughter is continuing to grow as she moves through her final you know, couple of months of high school and as she works through, like, trying to get to college. And I think framing it around that works really well to make things not feel... Like, you don't feel pressure, obviously, like we had talked about earlier. But I just... I also think it it gives you a lot more reason to, like, look forward to those interstitial moments where you would think normally, like, oh, between the dates are the things I care about less. But it actually kind of reversed that where I looked forward to any character moment I got just with your daughter mm-hmm. because she's so she's so eager and she's so sweet and all of the moments with her feel very real in a way that sometimes this game doesn't because it's trying to be kind of like again unnaturally idyllic in the way that it's it's structured and that contrasts really well with Amanda just like having normal problems that high schoolers do and having normal worries about college and like she has an entire scene where she's talking about like here's this big long thing that happened to me with my friends and why we're not friends anymore and why I've been really bummed out lately. And it's delivered in a way that's like kind of funny, but also is really sincere and sweet in the way that she constantly is like, oh, I mean, it's just dumb high school problems. Don't worry about it. Like you shouldn't have to care. Like it's just dumb high school problems. But like also the shit she's saying is not just dumb high school problems. Like her friends are being fucking dicks. Yeah. Um, and 
and you I, get such good responses too. You get such good responses, but also your character says like things because it's like you can't follow. Like you have issues following because you don't know like certain apps or like certain things that like mm-hmm. like she says he left me on or she left me on red. And you're like, I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna assume it's bad. Like, and yeah. you know, it's kind of that like, I care so much, but I'm trying my hardest to understand thing that made the kind of like father daughter role uh, believable. And also, they're like very. I really like the jokes between them, and they have mm-hmm. kind of the same sense of humor, which is nice to see. But I bet doesn't happen as often <laughs> as the game would like to pretend it might. But hey, you never know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Amanda's really the best dad when you think about it. She really is. She even tells you what you need to be doing, tells you to make good choices sometimes. She's the best dad. Also, I really like that when you open up dad book, she has a profile made where she's wearing a monocle and a mustache and a top <laughs> hat. And it's her pretending to be another like dad character. Um, it's very funny. Um, oh God. And all like all of the kids in the neighborhood end up looking up to her and like trying yeah. to follow her lead. And she becomes like a de facto leader for them and role model. And you know, you get, and again, I, I should say, I, I love the writing in this game. It is, I think to a degree, again, unrealistic and the the openness and the genuineness that these people are able to consistently communicate their feelings to one another, even though the characters are dealing with things like anxiety, like social anxiety. And uh, sometimes it seems like they have a, an innate inability to express their emotions, but they don't have that when interacting with each other, which I kind of love a lot. And it's just, it's, the dialogue is very genuine between these two characters. And I mean that not in like the sense that it feels very realistic, but in the sense that like, Hey, they're just going to be, you know, they're going to be very straight up with each other. They're going to be very sweet. They're going to be very honest. Like you never get any sense that there's friction between the two characters, except for like one or two scenes, which are built around that idea and immediately followed by scenes where they like forgive each other and explain their rationale and everything like that. And it, it, Ah, I, mean, I don't. I definitely have much more to say. It's just great. Yeah. I love it so much. And the, for the people who are like, oh, the arcs with the people you can be with are too short. The Amanda arc is the is the arc. You know what I mean? It's about this relationship yeah. with this daughter, and like, I think that's more so what this game is about, and like how you pass the time as you hang out with dads. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. The game is it is pitched, and it is very easy to see it as a joke of like, haha, look at these hot dads I'm going to date. They're dads because it's funny to say things like, that's a hot daddy. But yeah. like, also, the emotional core of most of these characters is like their family and how even in in like 85% of the dates you go on, kids factor into it in some way. And like, they really genuinely focused in on that for these characters. It wasn't just like, haha, we're just going to make dads so that we can use the word daddy it's like hey how does like being a family person at that age like impact your ability to be social with people and like and that's how does that impact your priorities that's the crux of the writing i love so much it's like it is really you know it's past the meme that's what i i like to think of it as it's like there's the meme of the whole daddy thing and this is past it and it's going into like real like you know being a family man like like you said and like that relationship it's so cool um yeah let's stop talking let's about, stop about this because we're gonna we're remember that moment 
Remember that time when I was messaging you and be like, I don't think I have much to say. This is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Remember that moment when we're fucking an hour and 15 minutes into recording this podcast? And I'm like, man, we're really having to cut a lot of these conversations out because it's too much. Um, We do, you know, I I do want to talk about, since we're on the way these characters are represented, I do want to talk about, like, the idea of the... um, like LGBT, specifically the the gay and bisexual hey, representation of these dads. The dads in this game, like like you, in you're a dad. Yeah, that's pretty much all. <laughs> that's all you need to yeah. know, Alex. Come on. I mean, I think it's <laughs> I'm just, important. To I'm, talk just about the I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Please, please. But yeah, I, I think it's you know i am not a part of you know the lgbtq community um but i think that the i i have read a little bit about the way that people feel about this game i think generally that community is pretty positive on this game um partially just because representation of of gay people in media is like pretty sparse and often bad and often very tropey and often played for jokes or like haha look we have a token gay aren't we progressive um and that like that's all really shitty but I think this game, it doesn't really ever address it. And I think that works for it on one level and doesn't work for it on another level. Like, all of these characters are obviously gay. They're all potential romance options. You play as a man. But um, I think on the one hand, it's like it's really nice to be in this neighborhood where everything is perfect. And, like, that's just not a thing that people think about. It's just yeah. like, yeah, who who cares? We're all gay. We all love each other. Like, it's fine. Like... This is just who we are. There's no stigma attached to it. And, like, that's kind of, like, a great, perfect world. But also, I think there is something to be said for people being like, hey, you know, these characters never once discuss their sexuality. And that is kind of, like, A, a little bit unrealistic. And B, kind of could potentially be considered as, like, not not working against, but not, like, really leaning into things like i think it would have been interesting if joseph had like made at least a little bit of dialogue about being like oh you know it's hard to be you know a gay pastor in this time or something like youth youth minister pastor i don't fucking remember the terminology for what he was um but i do think the the representation is is generally very good and i was extraordinarily happy with it and i love the fact so much that it's not played for laughs it is you know as much as it seemed like it, as much as people went, ah, Game Grumps in a game called Dream Daddy, haha, we're gonna basically laugh at the idea of gay dads, and that would be shitty, and it wouldn't have worked well. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's it's you, you could make an argument that the fact that nobody discusses their sexuality at all, and there's like no mention of it in the game, is a negative thing. But you know, well, for me, I think it worked really well. But I I'm way out of my lane to even comment on it because I've never had to, you know think about that in any way shape or form until i was like you know forced to from media like this here's here's my general feelings on it it's very it's very similar to yours but like i think the point of this game and what we've kind of said before is like this is an idyllic situation where it's like Mm -hmm. god wouldn't it be so great if i you know like i'm into someone i just had a radar to just be like okay that person's also also into men or like into you know so i can kind of like talk to them about it or, you know i don't know if that made any yeah. sense but like it's just this kind of half idyllic world where everything works out except joseph um and like <laughs> i feel like there's so many there's so many lgbt like media scenarios where it's like let's talk about what it's really like to be you know 
LGBTQ. And, like, that's great. But also, let's just have something where let's just, like, play in a fantasy world where, like, we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And I think that is positive. Like, I I think it's not realistic, but, like, it makes for such a better world for this game that I just, I like it so much. And, it, and I think instead of trying to represent what it's like in real life and just kind of, like, showing you a utopian kind of, like, scenario it makes you want that more like a little bit more to show you like hey this is how it could be kind of thing even though it's not realistic right now like it kind of makes you want to make you know maybe like make changes in or like support different communities to kind of push towards those kind of feelings instead so yeah that's fair that's fair um yeah, that's kind of all I had to say about that. I just, Whoop. you know, it's like, oh, we're an hour and 20 minutes, and we haven't talked about representation in this We game. haven't that's, talked that's about how these dads are gay. We should Hold mention on. Did people? Maybe people didn't know that. Hey, <laughs> there's somebody who hasn't played the game an hour and 15 minutes in, and it's like, are these dads gay? I'm just not sure. All these dads are extremely straight, and they're very uncomfortable with each other. <laughs> <laughs> just yours is gay, though. Just... He's just, just yours is gay. It's, just, it's a real tragic game. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to hit on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, hold on. I mean, I guess phrasing on that one, but still. Hold on. Um, do we just kind of want to, like, end it here? I think that's a good idea. Like, I maybe mean, talk about we've it. been going for about an hour and hour and 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any questions on here that we didn't hit on already, or, like, I don't think they're interested. Did you want to do your speed dad questions? Uh, we can do our speed dad questions if you want. Yeah, I don't feel like I have too much else to say about, yeah, that I wouldn't I, just I think, be gushing over the characters, because, like, I want to yeah, talk about I'd, certain ones, but I, I just, just don't think it's going to be good. Pyre, 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 uh. All right, welcome to uh, uh, Speed Daddy Questions. Man, that is going to be a fucking rough transition. Welcome. (laughs) All right, so I'm glad that we finished talking about the way the um, LGBTQ community is represented in this game. Anyway, welcome (laughs) to Speed Daddy Questions. (laughs) That was fun. I'm so, you know, that was great. I'm, I'm glad we could talk about this game as a whole but um i have to i will be right back i have to go to the bathroom okay <gasps> welcome to speed daddy questions where did you get that tuxedo that was so quick i bought it from the tuxedo store <laughs> i swear to god i thought you were gonna say grocery store <laughs> I got it from Walmart. <laughs> the game we're going to be playing is you'll be asking uh, Duncan, who's in the bathroom right now, to speed <laughs> daddy questions where he'll have to answer in just a couple seconds. One qu- to one to two questions on what dad you would want for XYZ. It doesn't matter. So what questions do you have for Duncan, who is currently urinating? Maybe even, I don't know, the second one? <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, it would kind of be weird for me to ask you the question and then you to relay it to Duncan, don't you think? 
Uh, Should we maybe wait for him to come back? I mean, you don't have to leave. Uh, he can come back and you can stay. <laughs> Hold on. I also have to go to the bathroom. Uh, okay. All right. I'm ready. What question right, do you cool. have for me? All right. Duncan, my question for you is, bum, ba, da, bum, which dad would you most like to take you to Disney World? Okay, speed round time. Um, I'm gonna say, I feel like Joseph. I feel like you think. I feel like he knows how to kind of live. Also, he's got a big fucking house. I think that guy's yeah. got a lot of money. Uh, which, okay, you That's know, like fair. I mean, he could take me on all the rides, but I will say, I think going my second choice. You know, now that I think about it just a little bit more, I know this is a lightning round, but I actually might want Hugo to take me so he can, like, point out all the cool things, like, about, like, the Disney world and being like, ah, I bet you didn't know that this was, like, an old part of the theme park and, like, tell me I all the facts. I feel like Hugo hates Disney. I feel like he's one of those, like, you know, kind of woke, left-leaning people that's like, hey, did you know Disney's actually a really shitty company? But he probably loves Disney movies still. Mm. Yeah, but you know he still reads up on Disney. He wants to learn. He wants to learn anything he can. I bet he'd read up all about Disney before going. I want to ask. I want to know. know. He would know. What would you pick, though? Oh, God. I didn't prepare an answer for it, but uh, that's what lightning runs about, baby. It would probably be. Ah. I think I would want to go with Brian, and here's my reasoning for that. One, Brian's great, and you would be able to compete over a lot of fun Disney things, but also whoa, I just whoa, really whoa. want to see... It's you, Alex Hinton. Oh, yeah. Well, I would compete with Brian. Oh, okay. Um, here's the other thing, You mean though. you'd get I, your I, ass beat by Brian? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would really want to see Brian's daughter in Disney World. I think that That's would be true. a lot of fun. That's true. Is Amanda an option? No, she's not a dad. Okay, let's go. I mean, just assume she's going to the anyway. She's there no matter what. All right, give me a lightning question. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I didn't write any of these down. No! I'm just going to... Okay, I've got a question for you, Alex. Are you so ready? I am so ready. <clears throat> Which one of these fine contestant dads would you want to be your real dad (laughs) oh god bet you didn't Um, see this one coming no definitely no i used that as an example question earlier um i would say probably i would say hugo but i think that you know i might have to go to school with him and i feel like being taught by your parent Ooh. would be really bad. Yeah. I think that would be really, really, really bad. So probably Matt. Because I think the idea of being able to hang out at a coffee shop after school and, like, get all sorts of free treats and everything would be great. Also, Matt's got, like, a really good relationship with his daughter. And they seem like they bond really easily. So I think he would be a cool dad. All right. That's a good question. All right. But you understand now you have to answer it as well because you, you set a precedent. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to the next question. Uh, no, I'd honestly, I'd probably pick Matt too. I mean, yeah, like, right? He's just like he's got all. He seems really. I I just want to. I loved working food service when I did. Like I, small food service. I didn't like 
like doing that kind of stuff like kind of like being a helping hand at the coffee shop i think would be fun and like yeah i don't know he seems like a really just like chill dad but his still like would still like raise you to be like not a piece of shit not like ernest hemingway oh god Okay. <laughs> oh god all right all right i want to move on because this next question i have my last question for you has some legs and it's going to require you to move pretty quick here okay i want you duncan to tell me for each and every one of the dads what weird collection you think they have well what not if one damien, of them though, already ha- damien already has it so not damien well what if hugo already has a weird collection too what does Hugo have? Okay, but like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. For the other four, then. The other four. Okay. I forgot about Hugo's Five. weird. Um, yes, that's how to count. I figured it out. I did the counting. Hmm. Brian probably has just like a lot of shears. I can see that. A shear for every occasion. Yeah, a shear for every month of uh, of the year. I don't think this is. I don't think this is <laughs> weird. <January> shears. <laughs> Jude shears. Um, I don't think this is weird, but I think Matt obviously has a record collection, but uh, let me think of something stranger. I bet he has an exorbitant amount of like gauges. I feel, I think he wears gauges. I think he hmm. probably has a ton of gauges. All right. All right. Uh, Joseph, he's just got a <laughs> lot of, a lot of, <sighs> there's a lot of obvious answers here. But I want to try and like. I want you to dig deeper. I want you to give me what like the deep answer, the real, the answer that proves that you know these characters. I mean, I don't think he has a weird high collection of things, but I think he probably has. Uh, I think he's just got way too many ascots. You know. Okay. But I count that as a weird collection. Yeah, I think having I too many ascots really counts as a weird collection. I just thought it was really easy. No, you know what he has? You know what? Oh, you know what would be super weird for him to have? I bet he's got multiple pictures, like fan art pictures of Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh, and that's his whole thing is the ascot and Yo, Fred. you did it. You there found we go. it. I found you it. You found the answer that proves that you know Joseph. Craig. All right. Craig, 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 Craig. Um, I don't know Craig very well, man. He's into I'm going to hit you up with this. I think Craig, I think it's all a cover. I think if you go into one room in his basement, he's still got one like empty beer bottle that you would put on top of for, like a a cabinet if you were in a college apartment for every type of beer that he's drank over the years. I think he didn't let that side of him go. It's just a cover. You know what I think he's got? What? I think he's got a fucking sick, nasty Oreo drawer. He pulls mm, that Oreo drawer open. Fucking he's drawer just got, He's just got double stuffs every fucking where. Oh, dude, what if he's got one that he's just been putting oh. a couple extra stuffs into, like, every week? <laughs> you know? Six and a half years. If you just scrape the double part of a double stuffed Oreo onto another Oreo and just take it as a single stuff, then you've got yourself oh. one Oreo that's fucking enormous. God damn, I want that. Oh, Craig, you monster. You fucking monster. <laughs> Ugh. Dude, Craig just got really hot to me. I don't, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. All right, uh, Robert, Robert, Robert. Um, okay, Robert, probably... I, I feel like... Th- 
the obvious answer is like he's got a lot of knives, right? Yeah, he's got a he's got a Gabe Newell esque knife collection. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he's into cinema. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he's mm-hmm. got just like a lot of. Hmm. You know what I think he's got? Let me hear. Let think, me hear. I think he's got a lot of Star Wars toys. Ooh, he I like it. He, you know, Star Wars back in the day. You know. Kind of I a, think he explicitly has Star Wars toys, but I think he took it another level. I think he only has Star Wars toys from the prequel movies. He does not have anything from the original trilogy. This is, yeah, yeah, yep. yep, we found it. We know Robert. We know Robert in and out. Yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, you kind of did the vacation thing already, huh? Yeah, I did a little bit. I did. I see. Here's what I did is I wrote these questions ahead of time, like a good boy, when we agreed on homework for the podcast. <laughs> God, nothing, nothing will make me more anxious than thinking about when you didn't have your homework when you walked into class. Oh God. Oh. 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 Why would you do that to me? I don't know, dude. Okay. Um. All right. Here's my final question for the uh, for the evening. Okay, you don't have to like space your words out. This is a podcast. You can just edit the blank space afterwards. <laughs> you don't have to fill the dead air. All right, let me let me actually think instead of just giving you a shed one. Okay, you got thirty seconds. Okay, I have a backup. It's very dark. All right, I'm going to give you a similar question here. <laughs> All right, similar, not similar. I'm, I'm going to take your kind of, like, form. Okay, Name as like many it. characters and oh, assign no. them D&D classes. Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, some of these are easy, right? Sure. Joseph, he's a cleric. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, easy. Wow, these actually, wow, these... Are these I'm based on D and D characters? Yeah, Matt, he's a bard. Robert, he's a rogue. Brian, whoa, whoa, whoa! He's... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I miss, yep. I misheard you. Yes, Brian, he's probably you know depending on the version of D and D, whatever your standard fighter class is. Hugo, he's a wizard, and then you got Damien, and he's like warlock. Yes, is I mean warlocks, I guess standard in in fifth edition, right? Yeah, blood mage. There we go. Wow, those just... What the fuck? Wow. All right, all right. Wow. Fuck this, dude. Wow. Fuck this, dude. Roommate dad. Roommate dad. Who's my, who would I choose as a roommate for my dad? No. <laughs> Not for your right, dad. No, who would, which dad <laughs> no wait. No, to... actually... Yeah, no. What, what, your roommate. Who, which dad who would, would you I want as roommate? my roommate? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Here's, see, here's where I'm at. Because on the one They're hand, moving in with you. You're not moving in with them. That's fine. That's fine. On the one hand... You know, I I don't want to go back to that well of Matt, but Matt was very cool and chill and we had a bunch of free treats home now. But let me hit you with the other thing I'm thinking. If it's either Craig or Hugo, I'm going to end up a better person when I leave that, like, lease. Because I'm either going to be in wicked good shape, I'm going to be fucking sexy as hell, or I'm going to be really smart. I'm going to be, like, so big-brained. Much smarter than I am right now trying to think of a way to describe it. Big brain. Uh, Very smart. I'm going to be either big brain or big ab. Either way, big boy. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think probably Craig. And that's a weird answer, but I just think he'd help me get to my goals. Yeah. You know what? Craig kind of reminds me of Josh. It kind of works. I can see it a little bit. Yeah. But, like, if if he had his shit together way more. Yeah. Yeah. If Craig had his shit together way more. Josh is friend of the podcast on our near Automata episodes. Go check those out. With that Mm -hmm. being said, I think we're going to close this daddy up. I think we're going to close the daddies. We're going to lock them up in the uh, cultist cult cult thing. Nope, we're not. Nope, nope, that's not canon. All right, we're going to keep them above ground in their homes, yes. happy where they belong. We're mm-hmm. going to lock the cult sack up, never to be seen again, only by our eyes. Yes, and, except for everyone else's too. Well, that's your dream, Daddy. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. No one else got my endings. <laughs> <laughs> that was those were written for me. They're written in real time as you're playing the game. Please forgive any spelling errors. Joseph is real. Also, I want to point out Damien had Naruto hentai. <laughs> yes, I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't hentai. It was um. It was romantic. Like erotic romantic. fanfic. Yeah, erotic fanfiction. And, God, uh, it's very good. Can't get over that. Sorry, had to say it. Uh, God, it's very good. Okay. But with that being said, uh, we are closing up on Dream Daddy. I really enjoyed this game. I'm so happy we got the chance to play it. It's been sitting in my Steam library for a long time, and I'm glad mm-hmm. we finally busted it out. Alex, thank you so much for being here. Never done this. This feels weird. <laughs> um, yep, I know. You can check uh, thank us Thank you out. for welcoming me into your home and onto your podcast. <laughs> You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Please leave nope, us an iTunes. Those two. Please, We're only in those two places. Please leave us an iTunes review. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot and makes us feel like we're doing good. It's Hey, you know what? If you don't use iTunes, leave us a review somewhere else, too. I'm yeah. opening up the window. I'm open- <laughs> this window of reviews is now open. Leave you know us what? a review wherever. People have been banging on our windows to leave us reviews <laughs> in other places. They said, Alex and Duncan, how come you don't accept reviews in other places? iTunes is really unaccessible. Oh, and now have been waiting for permission. Now we release the floodgates. Todd, How- Todd, release the floodgates. Todd Howard, everybody. <laughs> Todd Howard. Todd Howard, renowned creator of Fallout. Please, or, I'm sorry, Fallout 3 and Amon, please release the floodgates of reviews to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you can send us an email at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com or tweet at us at thoughtsfromp1. Uh, that is our Twitter handle. Let us know what games you want us yes. to play. If you have any questions about games we've played in the past, we will revisit those questions in future episodes. And um, once again, it. I just want to say we again we play Dream Daddy. Obviously, just a quick recap: developed by technically Game Grumps, written by Vernon Shaw and Leighton Gray, which is kind of the point I wanted to stick on. Um, if you have access or the time or any interest on YouTube for free, you can watch GDC Talks. That's the Game Developers Conference from any number of years. Um, I know both of them gave GDC Talks. I have not seen Vernon Shaw's, but I did watch Leighton Gray's. She did two, um, one after the other each you know year, both related pretty closely to Dream Daddy and kind of writing and art and social 
the fact that the internet's a fucking nightmare. Um, and you should go check those out. They are absolutely phenomenal and 100% worth the, like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour that they each last. So, again, that's on GDC. That's Leighton Gray, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, Gray, that's spelled with an A. Check those out. Yes. And with that being said, you know, I think our old, our, our this season's outro is pretty lame. I mean, I this, the season's over. The season is over. It is canon that it is over. So, um, in the interim, this this chili, it's it's simmering right now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. simmering, and we need to let the all the chili peppers we've put over the the past couple months, all the beef, all the beans, all the broth. It needs to sit, and then next time, I think it'll be simmered enough, and we mm-hmm. can come to you. It may still be simmering. Do not take a sip yet. Please. Wait. Don't take a sip of that chili. Do not. You know, the common vernacular that people use. Yes. From our very good chili of beans, broth, beef, and I guess chili. We almost got chili, boy. We did. We did. Yeah. So, you wait on that one. And for this time... It's simmering. Should we get, like... You want to give, like, an ASMR outro about chili? That feels very simmery, doesn't it? Hey, wait. I'm doing it now. It's fucking bad. You're looking at the chili pop, and <laughs> it's some bright light. It's bubbling, and all the bubbles are popping. The bubbles are popping, and it's simmering because it's hot. It's very hot in Topeka. I cannot wait for the next season when we eat the chili and can do a normal outro like human people as opposed to continuing to talk about this very, very old vat of chili with wildly rotten ingredients. Should we just eat the damn chili? Let's just eat the fucking chili. Let's dive in. All right. New me, new year, new me, new chili. (laughs) Holy shit, it's July. What the (laughs) fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh my god, what the fuck?